Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. It was nice. Uh, I did basically nothing, which I've gotten very good at doing. I have like a, a doctorate in it. <laughs> yes, I, I'm really a master at just uh, goofing off. And uh, I did that over the weekend. I mean, I mowed the lawn and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was a nice leisurely weekend. Watched a few movies. I saw uh, The Fablemans. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. This is not political. This, is, uh, right. this was a movie that Steven Spielberg directed and wrote. Uh, it was his last picture that he's just done, uh, and it's a, essentially it's his, how he became interested in making movies. And it starts out when he's like a little kid, and 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 you know it shows him making home movies with his friends in the neighborhood and and his right. friend. And, and in all honesty, I thought, how good can this be? How can this keep my attention for two hours? Well, trust me, it did. It was a good movie, and actually being interested in films all my life too. I used to do stuff like that and make movies with my friends. And, my, you know, I would shoot a movie and I'd give the roles to my dad and he'd go out. And, they, and th at the time, they were expensive to develop. And uh, my dad would see me coming to the door with, with these rolls of film. He knew it was going to cost him bucks, you know, because I didn't have it. Hey, Dad, can you get these developed? Sure. Yeah, right. Great. How many do you have? I got six. Oh, God. But anyway, um, he was my producer. And uh, but with Spielberg, he got him something. So if you get a chance and you're just goofing off this week, nothing to do, maybe you have some vacation time. I I would recommend it. I didn't think I would like it, but uh, it was actually pretty good. Well, you never know. You might have some COVID time because uh, isn't that coming back now? Well, yeah, everybody's uh, talking about it. It's the it's the new in thing in D.C. You yeah. know, they're talking about COVID, and also, by the way, out in L.A. Yeah, they want to bring back the mask mandates. Yeah, I got, I got yeah. Uh, this is this is uh, one of the school board nice. members. Yeah. She's out in L.A., and uh, she's asked uh, about the masks by one of the reporters. Listen. At this point, when should people wear masks in schools, and is it ever mandatory? Well, you know, ever, ever is not a word I'm comfortable with. <laughs> um, everyone knows that, I think, by now, that, you know, there's no, there's no place for... You know uh, that level of certainty uh, with this pandemic at this point. So I, I'm not going to say there's never going to be a time where we might need to all put our masks back on. Uh, it's not a pandemic, fathead. And by the way, she's doing the whole interview with a mask on, and I'm thinking to myself, what is she? What is she trying to signal? What is she doing with the mask on? No one has talked about. I mean, they're trying to get it so that we we believe that it's on the way, but. There's no big increase in hospitals, and uh, nobody's panicking in the medical community that I've seen, you know. Well, do masks really work? How many people died that had the mask on? Well, Bill, that's just it. Um, most of the recent studies say that even the N95, which is the one they told you to trust, is basically ineffective when it mm -hmm. comes to uh, keeping you protected from viruses. Well, I would have something to say to that, but it's rather crude, so I'm not going to say it. They just don't work. We'll put right. it that way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, look at Jill Biden, you know, double vax, double boosted, and what happened? She tested positive for COVID. Yeah, yeah. And but now, you know, they're out there shaking hands with everybody. You know, by the way, you realize, folks, that we're entering the flu season. I mean, mm -hmm. it's every year around this time, 
I know I have to get my flu shot. Uh, it's the, and what they did last time around is hospitals counted the flu deaths and the flu, uh, you know, uh, people who were in the hospital as COVID to boost their numbers because they got you know, pay, they got paid extra money for COVID. I'll knock on Formica. But ever since this came around, I always got the flu shot all the time. Yeah, me too. And again, knock on Formica, I haven't been sick in years. Now, I am not vaxxed. I never got vaxxed, you know, and because um, I don't believe in it. I think it's, I I think that we are, it's, they're, they're doing the big old hoodwink on us. And uh, all the evidence points that way. And that the vaccine doesn't work. It was a big joke. But every, you know, a lot of people, you know, who who would not trust the government? I got the first you know? two shots. And uh, then I got smart. And I said, never again. Well, you got hoodwinked into it. Yeah, I did. But I'm, I, I, I won't. We're, I won't, we're not going to go there. I should, I should actually take full blame. I really should have said no, but I didn't. Uh, but then again, at the time I got my my shots, everybody was getting it. As a matter of fact, we talked about it at the time, and you were considering it because everybody was just getting their shot. It wasn't well, you. You weren't seeing yeah, you, the damage at this time. You you were getting it. My son and I talked about it. Neither one of us are are vaxxers, but uh, we were anti-vaxxers. But we're going well. I guess maybe we got to do this, but we just couldn't get ourselves to doing it because. It just, we, our heart wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the little morbid details started coming out, and we're look, like looking at each other going, yeah, Dad, I don't think we ought to do this. I'm going, son, I don't think we ought to do I this. I see either. these people even now, and, and, and it's essentially happening to, happening to younger people, but people like 25, 30. You see these young high school athletes, too, that are collapsing. What happened out here in uh, Pennsylvania? Uh, Western PA, a young uh, athlete, 17 years old, you know, fully vaxxed, and all of a sudden he grabs his chest, and uh, he's now, I guess, he's in the, uh, the emergency room, critical care unit, because uh, you know he's had some some issues, and and there it's it's it hasn't resolved itself. Do you know? I mean, they they took him to the emergency room, put him in the ICU, and he's still there. Last I checked. And uh, you, you got to pray for a seventeen-year-old having these problems, but you gotta, you just gotta ask yourself. You know, this wouldn't have happened years. All of a sudden, these young people are collapsing. Look what happened with the Buffalo Bills football player mm -hmm. uh, last year, who who literally died on the field, and they had to bring him back. Uh, this, and now he's playing again. By the way, you know, he he's right. he, he's uh, I guess he's fully recovered, but. You know, if they didn't have the right medical people on the field at that time, he may not be with us right now. And you got to wonder how many of the people who have died recently, young people, if they had had the right people nearby, they might have lived too, you know. But they people are in the darndest places, you know, when they have these incidents and they're not always near somebody who knows how to, how to treat them. Um, right. You know, I, I don't think... I don't think that they have proven that there's any true value in the uh, vaccine. Do you? No, I, I don't. I, I, but I do think there are alternatives out there that they don't want to do. I think this is all just a big money grab by Big Pharma. 
and big money out there. As a matter of fact, everything that's going on these days, I think, has to do with big money out there, and um, that's all there is to it. But, you know, call me Mr. Conspiracy. You're Mr. Conspiracy. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, you know, you speaking, of Jill, yeah. speaking of Jill, let's uh, you know, everyone's saying how convenient, you know. Is this all just because she gets to go to, you know, supposedly they got security being added to their Delaware homes and all their homes. And oh, yeah, they really don't have a place to go. But she gets to go to the beach home and stay there out of sight, out of mind, because she has COVID, you see. And yeah, does she? Because if she had COVID, shouldn't she be under medical care? How much security should he have? I mean, he's had Secret Service at his Delaware home from the time he became president. And, right. and they put they put up around his Delaware home, just before he he uh, took the oath of office. They put up this very high fence to protect mm. him. So I don't know. Maybe he's had some scares or, or something like that. But uh, well, who know. knows? I mean, we got Mister Magoo as the president. But either way, uh, it, the conspiracy theorists out there thinking are thinking that well, this is all just a setup, you know. To all of a sudden, they're calling it. You know, the the virus is back and, you know, COVID and everything. Yeah. All the old terms are coming back when they said it was over. And now we're back into the pandemic mode. And even though Joe declared it over, well, the reason that they're bringing it back and they got to find a way to ease it back in is, well, what's coming up next year? Well, an election, of course. And, of course, Soros is saying, you know, if, um, if Trump is going to be the nominee, I'm going to meddle into this 2024 election. Of course he is. You know, the other thing that they don't mention these people, like this lady out in California said, she said in California, data from the state government uh, shows COVID-19 hospitalizations increasing by 10.1% compared to the previous week with a weekly total number of hospitalizations at 2,620. This is from Newsweek. But so what? I mean, I I was talking to... uh, my doctor, and he said, hey, listen, uh, don't worry about it. I said, what do you mean? I mean, he didn't say it this casually, but he said, and I won't, you know, I'm not mm. I'm not giving you any uh, privilege to conversations here. It's just that he said, we got ways of dealing with this now that we didn't have when it first came out. Right. He said, right now, if you if you tested positive for it, there's a course of action that we can follow. And he said, usually it doesn't even require any hospitalization. Usually you right. just do it at home, and after five or six days, you should be fine. So it, it, it's not the boogeyman that it was in 2019 when it hit the scene, and nobody knew what it was and where it came from and how to treat it. Now they have ways to treat this. That's, right. that's, that's what this lady's not talking about out in, in L.A., she makes it sound like it's day one. Here it comes. Grab your mask and everybody hide. Which is, yeah. um, which is, but that's what they want politically. I really believe that. I really yeah. believe this. As a matter of fact, if you check her political affiliation, I would be willing to bet you that she is uh, on the side of the left. You know? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, there's a poll out there speaking of uh, political affiliation and uh, COVID and everything. Uh, all the pollings always showed Joe Biden ahead for whatever oh, reason. Yeah. It shows all of it shows him ahead of Trump. Oh sure. And yet, with all of Trump's legal woes, 
out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Stephanopoulos was having a field day going, what the hell is going on here? You know, yeah. because the polling is showing is he that, that dumb, Trump though? is tied with and pulling ahead. Huh? Is is Stephanopoulos that out of touch and that dumb? Because he literally, yes. he sounds like he's absolutely bewildered and surprised. Like, I can't figure this out. And by the way, the poll that you're going to talk about is the New York Times poll. Yeah. So if they say... That that Joe and uh, Donald are tied, I'd be willing He's to bet ahead. you. Yeah, Trump is way ahead, way ahead. Yeah, because they've been doing everything they can to suppress yep. his growth, and and yet he's it, and even when they bring the numbers down, he's still overwhelmingly ahead mm-hmm. of every candidate in the Republican circle. And now is blowing the only. Well, I could be, I could be Trump again. Yeah. Well, if you steal it, yeah, I guess you can. But he's even beating him then. So can they really steal it? Yes. If you know, Trump the, is beating you, know, you in the polls. You know, that are rigged. You know what the big push is right now. What the big push right now is to remove Trump from the ballot before election time. Then and, and they're trying to cite Article 14, right? Can't do it. The insurrection, but it just was, it failed in Arizona just last week. But don't let that stop the left because if they can, they will. And they're all, they're up in New Hampshire. There's a, uh, Sununu is the uh, governor. He's a Republican, but he's a big friggin' rhino. Big rhino. And, And folks, by the way, rhino and the left, they're, very sympathetic. Let me tell you something. I was up in New Hampshire. You know, I was away for for a few days. I was up in the White Mountains, and I always thought New Hampshire was a Republican state. It might be well, it used to a be. republic. Yeah, it it is supposedly they're a Republican state. They're all they're rhinos and lefties. Well, you know what the there. problem Don't is. Don't let Bill? them fool you. You know what the problem is. It became the bedroom to Boston. It became yeah. in my lifetime when I was a young man, a teenager. New Hampshire was, it was, it was Republican. It was uh, up near Maine, and they had, they they were a different breed of people. They were conservative, and they were conservative before conservative was cool, right? But you're right, not anymore. Now, you have, you know, people get in a car in uh, Portsmouth, and they drive into work in Boston. It's not a big deal. It's maybe 45 minutes an hour. If you have traffic and you're there, it's not a big deal, and that's what's happened to uh, to New Hampshire. It's become a bedroom community to to Boston and to Massachusetts, and Massachusetts yeah. is the land of Lucy liberals, you know. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I wanted to play something for you. This is interesting. Sure. Yeah, this is gonna. Now you have to use your imagination, folks. In this, all right. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to see. Ron DeSantis sitting behind a desk looking directly into the camera. Okay, this is Ron DeSantis, and I want you to listen. And this is what I saw, a video that I saw. Now, you have to use your imagination because we don't do video here, but there was a video for this audio. It was DeSantis. He was behind the desk, and he did say this. Hi, I'm Ron DeSantis, governor of the great state of Florida. After the last week's events, including my poor performance at the debate, as well as President Trump rejoining X, 
I've realized I need to drop out of this race immediately. I was told I could be president by some very powerful people, and I took some very bad advice. I did some very bad things that I'm not proud of at all. I never should have entered this race, which really isn't a race at all, except to the bottom. I'm not comfortable with how my campaign's been run at all. I listened to the wrong people and turned my life over to folks who don't represent my true thoughts and beliefs. I've let myself, my family, and the people of Florida who voted for me down. I'm ashamed of what I've said and done, and I'm embarrassed by what others have said and done on my behalf. I never should have challenged President Trump, the greatest president of my lifetime, a man who helped me when I needed it most. It was a massive betrayal and a mistake I'll now begin to make amends for. For those reasons, effective immediately, I'm dropping out of the Republican primary and throwing all of my support behind our rightful president, President Donald J. Trump. I will do everything I can as governor of Florida to make sure President Trump's constitutional rights are protected. I'll be scrutinizing everything that the federal court does down in Miami, as well as monitoring the FBI and investigating all actions they've taken in the state of Florida, such as the raid of Mar-a-Lago. I don't expect any of you to forgive me. I don't expect any of you to let this go. However, I sincerely hope to earn back some of your trust with the actions I'll be taking henceforth. It's time to right this ship and help President Trump get reelected to make America great again, again. Thank you all, and good night. All right, so trust me, it sounded like DeSantis, but if you yeah. saw the video, if you saw the video, it was Ron DeSantis. If you now, mind you, that is a complete fabrication. That is not Ron DeSantis. He did not say those words. But what is amazing, and I've been working with video. I have, and I'm not so trying to. Toot, I'm not trying to. Toot, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I have. I have won nine telly awards in my life for directing television commercials and, and videos and thing, things like that. I know how video works. This looked like DeSantis. This sounded like DeSantis, and it was not. It was a fabrication. Bill, the only thing I could think of was it had to be some kind of a merge between, you know, you can, you can capture the sound of a voice— and you can then write the script and it will read the lines. You know, that's AI. And, and also, you can, you can also have a computer mouth the, the words, you know, with, with a, a real figure. It happens all. They can make you believe it is the truth and it's nothing more than a lie. And, and when I saw this over the weekend, I thought, man... What are we watching every day that is being sold as the truth that is a big, fat lie? You well, know? it would be great if they proved that that was all fabricated and who did it, because that would be proof positive that the left is doing everything they can illegally to, because what they're trying to do is disrupt the Republican Party, and it's that's election interference. If uh, That's a bold-faced lie, and that is proof that would take you back to 2020 if they can do this. What do they do back then? Now, there's more DeSantis news. Now it makes me question it. 
but uh, the head of his super PAC. I got that too. You know, apparently is dropping DeSantis and throwing it all in for Trump. Now, here's here's what I'm going to say. If DeSantis, the leading person in the Republican Party that might have a chance, you know, going against Trump, should Trump fail, is dropped out as a candidate. And the money is stripped away from DeSantis and thrown to Trump. And then the Democrats sit there and say, well, we're going with the 14th Amendment, even though, you know what, the committee had no authority to sit there and declare it an insurrection. Trump was never convicted. Therefore, the 14th Amendment does not apply to the rule, but then rules don't count in the liberal world. And they go, Trump can't run. That's it. He's off the ballots. They would have just blown up the Republican Party. John Thomas is the guy who was the co-founder of the DeSantis Super PAC. And he said this over the weekend. And so I, along with a lot of grassroots supporters and major donors, said, okay, let's draft DeSantis, encourage him to run for president because we think he's got the stuff. Except there was one problem, Adrian. It's that when Governor DeSantis did end up launching, he had a failure to launch and he's never recovered. And while he may be a great governor, he's not ready for the national stage. And we don't think that he's ready to beat Joe Biden. And on the flip side, Adrian, we think that Donald Trump, in spite of all of his legal challenges, has honestly run nearly a flawless effort uh, with strategic ad spends against his opponent DeSantis, good messaging choices that really I hadn't seen in 2016 or 2020. So for all of those reasons, we are reverse course to get behind Donald Trump, not just because we think he's going to be the nominee, but honestly, we think he's the best person to be Joe Biden in the general. I have a question, though, because in, in watching all of this evolve, to me, there were red flags. You know, again, who am I? But I think for a lot of Americans, they thought, Ron DeSantis, he's never run for national office. He's doing a great job in Florida, according to the GOP there. Other people can't stand his policies. But why do you think that you and other donors maybe didn't see those red flags coming? Was it that uh, the legal troubles uh, for President Trump seemed so insurmountable? Was it that you drank the Kool-Aid of having somebody other than Trump, anyone other than Trump? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great question, Adrian, and kind of looking back, it seems quite clear, right, uh, that, that DeSantis uh, might not be ready for prime time here. Um, you know, it was it was a risk, certainly, um, and it was a miscalculation in the sen- on our behalf, thinking that uh, sometimes, and we've seen this in other cases, what makes somebody good for one office, the skills don't directly translate to another. For instance, when you're running for governor or Congress, oftentimes the main skills you need are ability to raise money and roll television ads. When you run for president, yes, of course, that's important, but retail politicking, charisma, charm, discipline, being able to uh, conduct yourself in a likable manner on television interviews, those are all equal, if not more important than your ability to roll a TV ads. And DeSantis just hasn't had that. And then the last thing I would say, Adrian, is like there are some basic failure launch mechanics, for instance, choosing to launch on Twitter spaces. Of course, I don't fault the governor. Nobody could have known that system was broken. But the governor blew it in the sense of he didn't even have a simulcast video stream for new television stations to cover it. Optics is the most important thing. And the last thing is I haven't seen really an articulated message of why DeSantis is different than Trump. I mean, I really haven't seen that. So that's nobody has. significant. Yeah, yeah nobody so has. the question... 
So the question is, if you really like Donald Trump, and now Donald Trump, by the way, I think is running a good campaign, why would you go for the cheap knockoff when you can have your OG version, right? It just doesn't... A little it's a, smack it's a, talk this morning. Well, well, but, but, but it's, the cheap knockoff. It's a hard case, I, I a hard case in a Republican primary to make, I believe. Wow. Holy smokes. And that was a guy who was a big supporter of DeSantis. Yeah. Ooh, man. Show me your friends so. and I'll tell you what you are, you know? Uh, well, let's talk about Trump for a minute. I mean, you know, whether you like him or you hate him, he has really been, his mettle has been tested with everything that's going on. And despite what you think from the past, do you not think that he has earned the right to run again and that what he has to offer is not exactly what America needs because it's been proven that Bidenomics and the story that they're telling is all a false narrative. Uh, more people are living paycheck to paycheck. We're even talking about people in the six figures, you know, and we're worried about what the future holds. You know, you got to keep a positive outlook, but yeah, uh, interest rates are skyrocketing. Uh, property is skyrocketing. The cost of food is skyrocketing. I went to the store last night just to say my son, oh, I want to get something to drink more than what we got in the house. So we, we ran up to the store and I was sitting there going a stupid Reese's candy bar that I normally pay a buck 54 is now three twenty three, And we're talking just a few months ago. Yeah. What the hell happened in that amount of time where it's, it's doubled and tripled in price and mm -hmm. it's the same size. That's Bidenomics. Gas. You also, I was just going to say, you also probably spend more money than you should have just driving to the store. You know, well, just driving, just driving up to Belmont, Massachusetts from here. And I drive a big truck, so I'm not, you know, I mean, that's my fault, but hey, I love my truck. Uh, but, you know, $100 worth of gas to get up there, you know, $100 worth of gas to get back. Now, it's $130 to get up there and $130 to get back. You know, well, that's not much, Bill, but it is. That's now, actually when, pretty good because I, I, I drive from Western PA back to uh, see my daughter who lives in southern New England, and I could probably spend in one way, I'd probably spend $220 for gas. You're a little farther than I am, and I have that big v8 flex engine that drops down the four cylinders mm -hmm. and you know when i get up to 80 miles an hour i i i kind of lock it in so the engine doesn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> it drops yeah. down to the four as soon cylinders. as the police start falling back <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, i i i buzz right by them i'm you sure know? you do I wave it. They, they just give up <laughs> they forget that, it that's, let him go that's night let him go yeah Whoa, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll catch him down the road when he's off on the side Hey, um, a, a lot of a lot of things are happening right now, and uh, it, it, you just got to wonder: uh, Are we on the verge of something major happening? I mean, I don't know how. Absolutely, I do not know how Trump thinks that he can get a fair shake in the coming election. I just don't see it happening. Happening. George Soros, yeah, is, supposedly is planning to meddle. In the 2024 yeah. election, if Trump is the GOP nomination, I mean, they're coming out and saying this. Left-wing yeah. billionaire George Soros reportedly planning to try to meddle in the elections like he didn't do it last time, right? They're well, talking what does about that like, mean, meddle? Are you going to put more money into it? Oh, he's going to put a, ads? Well, I mean, think, in my humble opinion, 
You're going to you, have you people on the do, street to you, stuff the ballot boxes? Well, you can't do any of the meddling without money. I mean, if right. you, if you want to if you want to uh, mess around with the machines, you got to pay for techies who know how to do it. That costs money. You got to pay for people in the election polling places who have to be bribed. I mean, you, that costs money. You got to have people stuffing ballots, people who, who are sticking ballots well, into um, the boxes. That costs money. Now, here's the question. I'm a candidate, you know, so I got all this money. It's probably scrutinized how I spend it. Mm -hmm. So I got to show that I spent it legitimately, legally. Yeah. But now I got, uh, you know, I, I got, uh, you know. But remember George. what rem remember what Mark Zuckerberg did, right? You know, there are limits on how much you can donate to a campaign. You know, there are private. There are He's, limits. We, we, if I wanted to donate to a campaign, I don't. I don't think you. It's it's like, and I can't give you the exact figure, folks. Don't hold me to it, but it's like maybe twenty five hundred bucks, or it's it's something that is within the means of most people if they really wanted to donate. Zuckerberg supposedly put four hundred million dollars into the last campaign. Four hundred million dollars. How does he get away with that? You know, how does see, he? Here's my thing. You can do anything you want with your own money privately, all right? So if I'm not affiliated with your campaign, I could sit there and take my money and pay people to go stuff ballots because I'm not under the scrutiny of the, the election committee or, or anything like that. I'm just out there trying to, you know, um, influence uh, people to see things my way. Yeah, you'd like to say that's the case, but the, you know the election laws are such that uh, I and I can't give you the exact figure, but it is there is a set figure that you can can contribute, and that's it. Do you think Democrats really care? That, you know, because if there are election laws, one of the ways that you can monitor everything is if you put if you control and overwhelm the committee that over oversees everything well you see what it. these dirty nasty republicans are doing well, but hey you democrats go ahead and hey do they've it. done that with our legal system right now yeah they, they have don't tell me for one second that you're not seeing in the legal system a full court press on the part of the left and they're they're flexing their legal muscle every chance they get and they are bending the laws way beyond the point of breaking for example this uh, Willis down in Atlanta, I mean, it, people coming out now and saying, wait a second, she was a participant in politics. She was a participant in trying to get the elections done over again for, uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Uh, Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, thank you. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I mean, she was doing some of the stuff that she's accusing Donald Trump of doing, but it's different for that, different for, for them. You know, the law right. doesn't apply to them. It applies only to the people they don't like. Uh, what's exactly. happening up in New York City with that uh, that ridiculous case in New York against Trump? Uh, that shouldn't be going forward, but yet it is. And you have judges who've been put in place who are Democrats who are allowing it all to happen, who in many cases give it justification. They'll give it some sort of legal gravitas as to why we should move move forward and the media like the lap dogs that they are they just eat it up eat it up and spit it out 
They are, they are an embarrassment to our country. There was a time when the media was something that could be trusted, but believe me, they can't know. And I don't know how they'll ever get it back, by the way. You know, they have become so dishonest, so blatantly dishonest, that I, I don't know whether there can ever be a point where we can say the media can be trusted again because they've been messing around and lying to us for so long. Do you know... The big thing that I was hearing over the weekend is how the hammer's about, hammer's about to a drop on Barack Obama. That on the 19th of September, uh, Barack's brother is going to do an interview with Tucker Carlson. And uh, his brother is going to spill the beans on, on uh, old Barack baby. And uh, as if we already didn't know, right? That mm-hmm. most everything that we've been told about Barack and Michelle have been a lie, have been have been fabricated, have been dishon- has been dishonest. We have been presented this wholesome family image that just doesn't exist. So, uh, and this is going to come from his brother. I'm, I'm I'll be surprised if that interview gets to uh, the point of airing. Yeah. Makes it to the air. Yeah. Hey, here's a, here's an interesting story. I just saw Bidenomics one point this the day after Labor Day, by the way, uh, 1.2 million native born Americans lost their job during the month of August. Yeah. 711,000 foreign born workers replaced them. Hey, along those lines, they came out and said in July that, um, the unemployment they had how what was the figure of new jobs was like two hundred and seventy thousand. They had created two hundred and seventy thousand new jobs in July. Yeah, they fired American workers, and real no, native born Americans. No, but you know what know what they did just uh, yesterday or this what? week? They came out with the adjusted numbers for July. The adjusted numbers for July were like half of what they told us the numbers were in July. So they lied. So, and and this, like the person who was doing the story said, what happens is people only remember the first number, the first time they come, you know, they they come out in August saying the July numbers were two hundred and seventy thousand new jobs. That's what you remember. Now, when they come out with the adjusted numbers again uh, in the beginning of September, and it's half the figure they gave you in the beginning of August, you're not going to go back and revisit those numbers. Because you, all you're going to remember is it was 270,000 new jobs in July. They well, align to our face constantly. Well, we should represent the story and not say the adjusted numbers. Represent the story as a new story saying these are the numbers. Here are the new numbers for July. They are... Yeah, And then, because if people remember, you present it, because the left does that all the time. They'll take an old story and rehash it like it's new. Yeah. Hear about Trump? He's saying fight fire with fire. Trump calls on Republican DAs and attorney generals to get up off their butts and do something. Yeah, actually, I think I have it right here. Listen. I hope that Republican district attorneys and attorney generals throughout the country are closely watching the tremendous weaponization of justice that is being utilized against me. There's never been anything like it. But you ought to watch, and frankly, it's an eye for an eye, or it's fight fire with fire. What they're doing to our country is amazing. So Republicans, I hope you're watching. 
That's uh, the, the statement from Donald Trump. That was out yesterday. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know whether the Republicans, I hope the Republicans are watching. I hope they are going to do something. But I think there are a lot of rhinos who cannot be counted on. You know, uh, the Sununus in New Hampshire, uh, the Mitt Romneys of, I, I, you want to say Utah, but then you had to, you know, he was the governor of Massachusetts. And this guy bounced around like a ping pong ball. For politics, you know, I uh, I have thought long and hard about dropping my uh, my political affiliation with Republicans. I'm not a Democrat, but I'm just saying could go independent. But unfortunately, if I want to vote in the primaries, I have to remain affiliated with a party, and that's just the way it's going to be. But I got to tell you, I am not happy with the Republican Party. Oh, me too. I would not want to be a Democrat because I I. I really think anybody that's a Democrat today is a loser. Well, uh, I, I think that a lot of people who are Democrats, and I'm speaking as somebody who came from a Democratic family, uh, I think that they do it, um, it's like religion. It's part of ticks. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, no, it's like religion. It's like you were born to a Democratic family and you were raised a Democrat, and so you got to be a Democrat. Because it's the democratic thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Your, your father did it and your grandfather did it. But it was a different party back then. It was a totally different party back then. What you have to do, you have to stop. And you have to look at what's happening to our country. And who is doing this? Do, do you like the idea that we have no security on the southern border? That's being brought to you by the Democratic Party. And this administration, do you like the idea that we're involved in a no-win war where tens of thousands of people are dying needlessly and we're spending billions and billions of money that we should be spending here on our infrastructure? Do you like that? That's being brought to you by the Democratic Party. I mean, do you like how we pulled out of Afghanistan? Wasn't that nice? It didn't happen under a, a Republican president. It happened under a Democrat president. That was brought to you by the Democratic Party. Now, I'm not happy to say that. I really am not, because I, I grew up a Democrat. You know, I think when Ronald Reagan came along, I started to think, and I started to think about what was happening to our, to our country. And it started back right. then. It started back then. You know, we started seeing it happen. Actually, we started seeing it happen in Watergate. When you, right. look, at, when you look at Watergate, the the... The, the whole crime of Watergate, you think, my God, that was child's play compared to what they're doing now. We have a president right now who literally, in my opinion, has committed treason. He sold us out to the Chinese when he was vice president. And that's where it gets to Obama. Do not think for one second that whatever Joe did, he did on his own, that he was all by himself. He no. did that with the tacit approval of Obama. Trust me, and I, I'd be willing to bet you that Obama got his cut. He was the hidden man behind the curtain. So um, uh, anyway, well, look at all the properties, guy. You know, even with the uh, the Netflix deal and stuff like that, there's too much money that have greased those palms. Yep, and they, it wasn't legal. I can tell you that, but. You know, it's he's not the only one. It's been going on for years. But it's time to take back America and put this to a stop. Now, I will say, 
you know, with a little bit of caution here, you got to be careful what and how you say it. I saw somebody on a religious video saying, you know, basically the revolution has begun. Hmm. Don't say those words no. because when you say that, eyes are upon you. I'm not saying let's get up and do a revolution. What I'm saying is pay attention. Yeah. And, you know, hold their feet to the fire and make sure that when they try to steal the vote, we're watching and we know how we voted. And let's make sure that they do it right because I guarantee you that what we saw in 2020 was not what really took place. You know it, I know it, and they know it. It's just nanny nanny boo boo. You, you couldn't know, see it. You know, you go, you are going to hear people talk about revolution more and more as things get uh, messier and messier in government. But but trust me, the only way if we are to do a change like that, the only way you can possibly expect to win is if you have the military on your side nowadays because it's you know no matter how many people are out there with with all their different rifles and stuff like that it can't match the military superiority power. of the of our military trust me we just and we don't have it it's not like you know in in the civil war a guy could grab his musket and he could he could join the militia and he could go to war because they were one shot weapons just like the the guys on the other side had and then they had cannons and stuff like that. Both sides did, but it wasn't it wasn't um, a war that was unbalanced. It was a war that was basically balanced. They would get on a battlefield and they would slug it out man to man, and it was kind of an equal situation. Nowadays, you got uh, drones, you've got uh, F sixteen jets that can uh, tear up a field in no time. You got uh, Gatling guns on uh, on C-137 aircraft that'll tear up a, a group of people in, in seconds. You have so many weapons on the other side, on the military side, that it, you can't win, I don't think, the, the, no. if, if there were. So don't get caught up in this revolutionary stuff. The only way, you got to voice your opinion. You got to voice your opinion, but I, I, as far as getting into a shooting war with the, with our, I don't think it would be a, a war that you, we could win. I, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but uh, uh, I, I just think that realistically, honestly, you have to have uh, cooler heads and you got to think around corners. And uh, I think that if you think that you're going to grab your uh, your trusty uh, AR-15 and go out and uh, you're going to help win the war. Um, I don't think that's going to work nowadays. It, it, there's a, a terrific unbalance uh, compared to what they have and what the average civilians have. Even if you had a million people out there, a million man citizen army, right? Uh, you you got to have the military on your side too. And that, by the way, I think is a distinct possibility. If Trump is, for example, like a lot of people believe. If they prove that he is the legitimate president from 2020, if he is and he has had it stolen from him, and if they can convince the military through facts, then the military has an obligation to stand with the president. And if they can prove factually that he, he had it stolen and he is still the president, then all bets are off. You know, 
Right. That, that's that's uh, my my take on it. Uh, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, uh, I think that we're in a unique situation. I I would discourage people from talking about revolutions and get out on the street and cause disobedience. You know, when they had, when they had those riots in Minneapolis and Seattle and Portland, the military did nothing. We did nothing as a government. But trust me, trust me, if they had said to the military, go in there and stop it, it would have been over in probably an hour or so. Right. Hey, look, you cannot sit there and even think remotely that you can talk about rebellion against the government and uh, think that they're not going to find out about it. They're going to know within seconds. You could mumble around it, about it in your house and talk to nobody, and they're going to know. And the reason I know that is because you can do a Google search for something, and all of a sudden, within seconds, you're getting ads about everything you searched for, you're no matter what correct. it is. You're and you got Alexa over there, and how many times have you said, you know, I, I'm really thinking I... I I really like that uh, that that new Lexus SUV. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm going. I didn't do a search, but there it is. It hey. comes up on my smartphone. It comes up on a. I'm like going, how in the hell? Yeah, it's an AI that listens to you, but okay, if it listens to you for ad stuff, do you not think that the liberal media doesn't go? Eh, let's take that and shift it to uh, the war room at the White yep, House. That's exactly right. I, I, you hit that right on the head. I think that nothing is private. People say no. There, there is no privacy anymore. And think about it. Don't, don't go, Bill. You're just crazy. Think about it. Put it to the test. Walk into your room and just randomly say, you know what? Um, I need some rubber underwear. <laughs> and you're going to sit there <laughs> and see ads for. You know, now when I see an ad about rubber underwear today, I'm like, gonna yeah, go, I'm damn not, it. <laughs> put, put that away, please. Uh, please, but, I don't want to see that. <laughs> you know. The other thing is this. You say, well, what are they listening to you on? Oh, we already mentioned the uh, Amazon device. I won't mention it because I have one close to me. But I also have uh, voluntarily on my wrist, I have an Apple Watch. And you see what I have on my wrist, right? Yeah, I know. I know. You have nothing. Not a damn thing. But, you know but what? This thing here, this thing listens to me all the time. Every every word I say, it hears. And many times I'll say something, and it thinks I'm talking to it, and it will say, I didn't get you. Would you repeat that? Something like that. I mean, you are not living in a private world right now. You, you, are, you go into stores, and they got cameras on you. You go walking down the street, and there's cameras on you. Everywhere you go, there's a camera on you. Don't ever think, by the way, if you're thinking about committing a crime, that you're going to get away unseen because they have night vision cameras. They have cameras yeah. on every corner. How many houses in your neighborhood probably have blinks and rings and all of these other devices and hooked they're up? All, they're all accessible or connected. And don't think that they're not for a minute. It's all for your convenience. You're of course it is. Yes. To make everything more convenient for you. But, you know, nefarious people get a hold of that stuff. And so... Uh, look, you're not alone. Big Brother is there. They've always been watching in some way, shape, form, or fashion, but now yep. they know everything, which does bring to question, mm -hmm. you know, how did we not see this coming? You know, when these things of violence get away, unless they were planned and staged because they think we're stupid and don't know. Well, actually, well, we are stupid and we don't know. The, I, the, I, I, I would say... average doesn't know. I would say, in all honesty, we're a, we're a country that is uh, 
I don't think we're stupid. I think we are trusting. We believe in our... You want to believe you have an honest government. You want to believe you have an honest media. You want to, because that's what they're being sold as, and you really want to... It's easier. It's easier for us to believe that these people are really thinking about us. But the rea- right. the reality of it is, you're the last thing they're thinking about. They're thinking about themselves and what benefits them. Period. End of sentence. Unfortunately, that's the truth. And... Uh, we could go on and on, but I looked at the, just looked at the clock. You see where the National Archives recently confirmed uh, through mm-hmm. the Freedom of Information Act response that they found 5,138 uh, email messages and 25 electronic files pertaining to the known Joe Biden pseudonyms account. Okay, all the different, you know, he, he has all those different pseudonyms, Robin Ware, you know, or R.B. Ware and things like that. Well, they're uh, being sued to see all that, yeah. But... They a deadline came and went, and they ignored it. Yeah, so of the, the Congress said we want to see those uh, emails, and the National Archives essentially said right here. You know, <laughs> I mean that's that's the way the guy. Now, mind you, if if you did that, uh, you would go to jail. But the National Archives, they're freaking hey, you know, come and get them. Unbelievable. Also, well, they're protecting him. They're protecting him. They're protecting Hunter, but they're going after Trump. Go figure on that. Yeah. You see where uh, every year they have this event uh, called the Burning Man uh, yeah, uh, Festival. Big bath. And, and it's kind of a paganistic kind of thing. You're saying, what? Well, let me give you an example. Uh, burners engage in, that was this, this is this year. Burners, that's people who go to the Burning Man event engaged in sexually degenerate activities such as whippings by dominatrix priestess, circle jerks. Um, how, how do I say this without uh, being uh, uh, male genitalia fights? I'm using, I'm trying to not say the word that starts with a C. Well, and, you and, just think of, you know, yeah, think yeah, of the rooster fights. But, that's uh, exactly, and, and orgies. That's the last orgies. This orgies. This is the peep. These are the people who went to Burning Man, and they were having a grand old time for themselves out there. I'm sure they, they were. Ju- they were just uh, b- dropping every rule and regulation the civilized man has put together over the past a couple thousand years, and all of a sudden, in a place that's normally a desert and dry, all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky. Uh, they had uh, a what do they call it? A, a once in a decade rainstorm. It was like three rainstorms in one. Converged. It was like uh, the heavens opened up and drenched the festival with three months worth of rain in 24 hours, trapping 73,000 people on the playa. Oh, on the playa. I like how they say that. Uh, so it was so bad that the cars got stuck in the mud. Nobody, well, that's too bad. Nobody could move. Uh, Chris Rock, the uh, comedian, was there, and he had to hitch a ride. Apparently, somebody had a big a trunk like you probably have, you know, that has four-wheel drive and all those manly things. I can and get through there. Yeah, go right through that. But my, he sat my the, truck wouldn't be there. So Chris Rock hitched a ride and sat in the back of his uh, this guy's truck for six hours to get out of the, the, the mud, the mud of the— but, it was prophetic what happened. It was almost like God said, oh, yeah, you want to act like pagans? 
You want to do this in front of me? You want to break all the rules? Well, how do you like this? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like Chris Rock, but the fact that he was there, he thought, oh, yeah, I'll go do that event. You know, uh, he just lost respect. Interesting, yeah. uh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, North Carolina State uh, University, their welcome package to their students, condoms, and pornographic material. Well, that didn't happen when I went to college. No, I can tell you no, that it much. sure didn't. No, but what, what, what are they promoting there? Are, has America become the modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah? Is that why cities are burning, places are flooding, because we've become Sodom and Gomorrah? And that and was Gomorrah? Weirbo, North Carolina? Yes. North Carolina. It's part of the Bible Belt, right? Well, not, well speaking of the Bible. Uh-huh. I know where you're going. says church leaders now believe that the Bible, 53% of them say, yeah, you can't believe everything in the Bible. Uh, like, get the hell out of the now that's the ch This is the Angl Anglican Church of England. Okay. Yeah. This, this is a, a survey that was done randomly in England. Uh, through the Church of England, which is a pretty uh, historically, theologically reliable and respectable organization. Not no more. Not no more. Which, which I agree. This this you get sixty three percent of the people who respond talking about the Bible like ah, it's not really something you really have to follow. They also said that parts of the Bible they didn't really believe in. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, priests can be gay. You should be gay. Everybody it's, should it's, be gay. It's yeah, a yeah. gay old world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> da, 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 let's all be gay. No, da, no, da, no. Da, please, da. please, please, please. Please, sit down. He gets too excited when he starts doing that. No. <laughs> in all no honesty, I'm not excited about this. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, I, I am really disgusted oh, well, with what this country has become. Bill, it, it, is, it is a crazy world. Uh, it, but by the way, I would think that if you're getting that from the Anglicans, you probably would get something similar from C Catholics, from Methodists. It's not just limited to one sect, one uh, one one religion. I believe that there's a lot of people who, I mean, I think you know, I'm Catholic, and I, I am not crazy about this guy in Rome now, this pope. He's far too liberal. He wants you to to walk away from tenets of your faith that have been there for 2,000 years because he believes the faith is flexible. You know, I mean, it is, and fortunately, uh, most priests will tell you that, uh, you know, there's a certain thing called infallibility that uh, you give to a pope. You say when a pope says something, he's saying it because he's infallible. That's not true. He's only, quote, in the Catholic Church infallible if he's talking about specific theological things. If he's talking about politics, if he's talking about the color of the car you drive, if he's talking about everyday stuff, he's as fallible as everybody. I mean, theologically in the faith. You don't have to believe he's fallible. I mean, if you're, if you're outside of the faith, you're probably saying, I don't believe he's fallible even when it comes to theology. But I'm just telling you as a Catholic, that's where they teach you. They teach you that the Pope is, is uh, when it comes to doctrines of faith specifically, he has a certain amount of infallibility. Now, you know, there's... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I was I forget the guy, the, the guy that's the, the big um, astronomer and all of that stuff. And uh, Carl Sagan? No, not Carl Sagan. Um, uh, uh, he's a very well-spoken black gentleman. Uh -huh. um, forget his oh, name. Oh, I know but who anyway. you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking but, about. And I'll but, think you about know, 
yeah, but he's he you know he was talking about uh, what's going on out there today, and he was talking about uh, education. People that believe in God aren't educated, and then they go to junior college. Uh, they still pretty much all believe in God. Then you go to a bigger college, and you less and less of them believe in God because the more educated you become, the more you want to question everything to where, oh, who is this God? I'm God. He's not God. You know, you start to believe in yourself more than you believe in what lies before you. And so education sometimes are you we talking about smart. Are you talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson? That might be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's who it is. Neil deGrasse. I, Tyson. I love watching his stuff because he is a smart guy. But I did find it interesting his take on uh, religion and education, and I thought, you know, he actually, um, you know, basically said, yeah, you know, when you get smart, you're too smart for your own britches. You know, I mean. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into this discussion of is there a God or not God. I believe in God. Me too. Uh, and, uh, you know. Uh, I think you know, he needs everybody. more advocates, Bill. So I, feel free. You're amongst friends here. Most of us believe, you know. Uh, I, well, I would hope that everybody that listens believes. But I know a few people that uh, comment on the show. And you know what? Sometimes uh, even negative publicity is still publicity. So I go with that. Um, because... The point is, people are, are paying attention. Uh, if you didn't have anything to say, they wouldn't pay attention. They wouldn't comment positively, positively, or I can't talk, or adversely. So, anyway, good or bad attention is attention. Uh, before we wrap this thing up, uh, anything else you want to uh, you want to add to our little? I had a lot of audio that I was going to play today, but we talked. Uh, a we can save it for tomorrow because uh, it, you know uh, today's audio is tomorrow's audio because the stuff that's going on out there, it, it's not going away anytime soon. Oh, Bill, I mean, one one more thing that we should mention: a Texas wildfire dubbed the Game Preserve Fire is rapidly spreading and has prompted evacuations. The wildfire at the uh, Game Preserve in Walker County grew rapidly on Friday night, and by Saturday afternoon, it had uh, consumed more than 3,800 acres. Uh, they don't know where it came from, from or how it star started. Of course not. They do think it might have been set. There's a bunch of nah. those going around. Can, yeah, there's, nah. a bunch, there's a bunch of them Somebody going around. Somebody setting fires? Yeah, according to officials, the wildfire is 20% contained. Uh, whoopee do that means wait a second let's let's reverse that it's 80 percent uncontained hey. yeah 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 and you know what insurance companies are going belly up from all of this and oh yeah pretty much boy you know what now you think about that insurance companies are going belly up so you can't insure the property that you were financing mm -hmm. and so what happens to it the banks pull out they're not going to finance Who's going to walk in to pick up that property? Well, big money. Yeah, that's true. Big money. I mean, there are land grabs that are going on everywhere, anyway, anyhow. What the <laughs> hell is going on here? I have uh, a cut from Robert Kennedy Jr. talking just about that thing. We'll do. We'll do it tomorrow, though, because it's too long. About uh, companies like BlackRock coming in and scooping up real estate from people, even yeah, even yeah. homes. Yeah. You know, you don't want to give us the property? Well, our thugs will come in and burn no, you up. No, well, what they do nowadays, and I'll just give you a little tease, is these big companies, uh, if you wanted to sell your house, 
uh, they will come in and give you a cash offer many times up front. Mm-hmm. And then they'll turn around because they, they have the money to do this, and they'll sell it for a much higher price than it should go for, or they'll rent it for an exorbitant rent every month. So what right. they're doing is they're keeping homeowners from buying the home because it's just too expensive, and they're keeping renters from renting because the rents are too high. And you say, why are they doing this? Well, we'll talk about that tomorrow because the old clock on the wall says it's time to wrap it up. If you want to call us or, or to leave a message, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. Please get in touch with us. We love to hear from you. We really do. But other than that, yes. I think we can put a fork in this one because it's done. It's cooked. Have yourself a great day today, friends. It's good to be back. And uh, uh, with a little bit of luck, we'll be back tomorrow with more stuff. Because one thing you can count on is every day there's a bunch of new stuff in this yeah. uh, in this world we live in. Okay, That's so right. without further ado, because now you're back in your in your home back environment. in the saddle again. You can give us a classic Bill Knight closure to our program with all the oomph and vigor that you normally do. You know, when I was up in uh, Massachusetts, somebody heard me in the, the building, and I was walking down the hall to go down the elevator, and they sat there and they walked by me, and they, it's, they, they actually went, hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. A terrorist sleeper cell has plans to detonate a suitcase nuclear device while the president and the Israeli prime minister are making an appearance at the convention center in Pittsburgh. Can a retired New York City cop stop it from happening? If the cop is Jack Kane, then it's got a good chance. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery by Jim Harrington is a page-turner that will keep you riveted from cover to cover. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery from Dover and Blackstone Media, LLC, is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Strike at the Giant is all you need. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean... What do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>